my parents didn't. I mean, my parents had friends, but they we weren't like super close as kids. We weren't super close with the parents. Like my dad, my dad's best friend Rudy. We were close with Rudy, I guess. And I, I called him Rudy. All my other parents' friends, they were Mister and Mrs. Hall or Mister, you know, whatever. But yeah. Rudy was Rudy. Um, it was a nickname because he drank a lot of root beer. But did, anyway, did, did 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 Rudy touch you? No. No, David. Rudy, stop it. No. David. Stop. He's a grown man you called Rudy. His name because his name was John. It wasn't even Rudy. His name, he his name is Robert. Rudy. His name is Robert. Uh, he his, was called Rudy. Oh my God. Because he drank uh, it was a Boy Scout nickname. He got, I think, in Boy Scouts, he drank a lot of root beer. They started calling him Rudy. R-O-O-T-I-E. Okay. Uh-huh. 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 Anyway. Did, did he take you in a closet, David? No, he took me to a tent. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. The Literate Apecast uses bad words. If you don't like bad words, maybe say listen to it. <laughs> Notes from the post-it wall, Thanksgiving week 2022. You wrote a couple of things that concerned me. Concerned you? Concerned me. Uh, the oh, first boy. one is this This bears repeating. <laughs> Parenting is a mental illness. Yeah. Um, then, then it's, I'm thankful for whatever small chunk of my brain that remains human, having not been overrun by parenting brain. I'm also insanely envious of those smart enough to pull out. I'm also thank me <laughs> thankful for my two healthy and happy children. See, it's a goddamn mental illness. Now we just had a Thanksgiving <laughs> holiday, and I am curious what motivated um, this this very focused on uh, on the mental illness that is parenting. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm kind of funny sometimes. That's a little funny. Well, you, no, it is funny, um, but but it had been funny if you'd said it once, but you made a point to say it three times, so I thought, this must be on your mind. Well, that's the rule of threes. I'm... That's comedy. Okay. You, yeah. you say what you, I'll bet you say this to your therapist, too, that it's comedy, and he's like, no, I don't believe it. He's like, So yeah. I'm just saying, something something prompted some mental illness questioning when it came to your parenting. And most recently I was in your house and it, you know, it's a little chaos. There's a little chaos going on, but yeah, I mean, I think that that's Harry's lovely. And, and, and Jake cries like a duck quacks. It's the cutest cry I ever heard in my life. And look, man, Jake barely cries as far as babies go. Yeah, like, I know. I know. He is such a there. happy boy. It's, it's amazing. I mean, what inspired it is Harry's been off of school for over a week at the time of this recording. That's a lot of FaceTime with the kid. <laughs> and he's four and he's, he, he's been very, I don't know, whiny, like extra whiny and extra cry and extra like, why can't I have seven starbursts at nine o'clock at night? Brah! You know, he, he's been a, he's been a big energy suck. As of late, and especially over the Thanksgiving holiday, it was just a just a thing. He was just like extra more difficult than he than he normally is. And it's like it's just it's draining. Like the problem with parenthood is that it's just fucking draining. Like my brain is not what it was pre kids. I don't I don't think the wit is there, the the drive, the ambition is not there. It's just like, it's survival mode. It's just like, do your best to raise a decent kid, not fuck him up entirely at every turn. Try not to lose your shit. Set a good example. And Jesus Christ, if you can get through to eight o'clock at night when it's bedtime, when they're in bed and you're still alive, go to sleep. Like, smoke well, a curious. bowl, have a drink, go to fucking sleep because your brain, I'm just, you're, we're done. Like, Katie and I are... We look at each other like deer in headlights, and it's like, should we talk about the day? Should we talk about the rest of the week and what's going? Nope. Let's just go to sleep and maybe turn on the iPad and fall asleep to electric light. 
It's crazy. So, uh, so I'm curious how much now. I granted Harrison's four, right? He's four. He's four and a half, Don. Okay, he's four and a half. So, how much time do you just send him out to the backyard to just fuck around? It's like go outside and go play with your shit, and and don't come into the house until yeah. Um, how often does that happen? I'm just curious. No, I, it, I, like like I said, I am I'm in no position to give parenting advice to anyone. However. No, it's a good um, question. It's you know, a very good I question. I, I subscribe to that theory of like, get out and play. Yeah. Um, often. Does he go outside and play by himself often? Not a ton. He'll do it like when it's, the last time he did it was when it was raining. He just wanted to go splash around in the rain and when, when it's snowing, like that's fine. Mostly what he wants to do is just hang out with me and Katie. Like he just wants to play with us. So that's fine. So Harry and I will get in his Jeep and we'll, you know, his little power wheel and we'll go around the block and we'll go on adventures I take him running with me. I throw him in the running, the jogging stroller. Like, we, yeah, he gets out and he's he is active. Um, all day today he was on the. But how couch. much time does he spend but, not uh, not with you? No, yeah, exactly. But I, mean, I guess my, that's oh. my question: is how much time do you like say go out in the backyard and you say I'm going to lock the door and you need to stay out there for two hours? I mean, how often do you do that, if ever? I mean, as. Uh, Pretty often, like I'm telling him, like look, go outside and play. Without me, he doesn't go outside that often, especially now that it's a little colder. But like he'll go up to his room and he'll play like for nap time. Instead of if he doesn't take a nap, he at least has to rest quietly, which so he can play in his room quietly by himself. And he'll do that for two hours without me, just by himself. Okay, you know, and he'll he'll yeah, build I'm, things. I'm, he's just... playing with toys and he's using his imagination and all yeah. that kind of shit. Yeah. He's pretty independent. I mean, he's always been. Yeah, because my mom's, my mom, my mom's, yeah, my mom's suggestion when I talked to her about, about you and Katie, um, um, she's like, oh, they should get a nanny. And my response to that is, my response yeah. to that yeah. is. Yeah, we just need no, like an extra $5,000 a month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> God. But, but my, my reaction to that is no. Um, and, and granted, you know, Harry's, Harry's who he is and he loves his parents, but I also know that. I mean, what it reminds me of, and again, my only parenting uh, advice would ever come from terrible examples of my own upbringing. Um, but I remember that my mom, this one of the stories she's told me, is that my mom, you know, she had me when she was 16, she was a very young mother, yeah. didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. And she was so terrified that I was going to get dirty and sick that germs were going to take over my little baby body uh-huh. that she washed washed me so much that i had a perpetual soap burn all over my body yeah and i was also terrified of dirt just as a baby yeah and the and one day my grandpa noticed this you know he'd kind of been observing you know and he wasn't the type kind of guy to tell you how to do your job you know he just let you do it so he never really got up my mom's ass about it but way he, the way he did it was he was babysitting one day and he went outside and he dug a little bit, a little hole, not too deep. And then he filled it with water and made mud. Mm-hmm. And then he, he took me and he tossed me in the hole with mud and left. He hondoed you. Yeah, that's exactly what yeah. he did. And, 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 you know, the way, the way the story goes is that for the first like five, 10 minutes, I screamed like I was dying, you know, but he sure. didn't give a shit. He, I mean, he was, you know, my grandpa, he just went in to go read his paper. He didn't give a shit. And then I started finding that it was fun to be in mud. And that kind of broke me. It broke mother of, of over cleaning me because once she realized that I liked to get dirty, there was no end to the filth. And there was no yeah. way to keep me clean. And right. uh, my grandpa kind of broke me, you know. And one of the things that I remember growing up was I spent, you know, granted, my parent, my mom, uh, there was not a lot of, she was working sometimes three jobs when, when it was the single parenting. And so I just spent a whole lot of time, like from five years old on, just outside fucking around, getting in trouble, hurting myself, doing stupid shit, eating bugs, uh, trying to do karate on drywall in a local, like this, this area, <laughs> this area where they were building these uh, apartment complexes and they kind of abandoned it. So I would kick the drywall. Yeah. I mean, you know, I just fucked around. And so I wonder, it's one of the things that I, I, I wonder about because we fucked our kids up when it comes to education because of COVID. Um, we've, we're fucking our kids up with too much focus on, in my opinion, feelings rather than actual skills. 
Mm. Um, which is why if you look at Chinese kids now, granted they're locked down, but I mean, they, they, they know how to do math. Our kids, our kids, our kids can tell you the differences in gender identity, but can't fucking spell. And that's a problem. Well, I tell you this much, Harry can spell and can do his numbers. He's remarkable and, and, that shit he's better and, at math and, i swear to god than i am well and that's a good thing and and, and what you want to do is you want to keep that kind of stuff up and yeah. I, I, I i'm watching this show right now and it's going to be one of my three things that is really it's a very given this day and age and 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 sort of where we're at culturally it's a fascinating show because it is all about uh pushing your body and your mind to extreme discomfort and extreme measures to broaden and expand your health. And really it's all about, it's about creating situations. And, and one of the things that they're like, they, they, these, these Japanese monks, um, uh, you know, one of the things that they do is, I mean, they put themselves through extraordinary um, trials, physical trials, and not like, oh, I can lift a fucking car. It's like, oh, here is a mountain waterfall and the and the and the and the water's so cold it's runoff from the fucking frozen mountain and it's so cold that sometimes it stopped people's hearts and your trial is to stand underneath this fucking Ooh. ice cold waterfall and nothing but like a like a, a linen shirt and pants and while while these other dudes kind of pray for an extended period of time and you're just standing under it and it, the agony and the fear that maybe you're going to die and all this kind of stuff but these guys live for fucking ever because yeah. they push themselves and so i wonder how much uh, you know the ipad the the television this the the, the starburst you know all this stuff without actually getting out there and getting dirty and and, and kind of doing that i wonder if that ends up being a good thing or ultimately a, a a deleterious thing to the children these days and since i don't have kids i have to place my concern on yours yeah it, i mean i'll say this like my kids are great. They really are. Like mm -hmm. the mental illness that I'm <coughs> oh, going I agree. through right now. I, I love them. I love them to death. I, and, and I know you love them. And I, that's not what we're saying. I'm just thinking about long term. Yeah. Because I know that's a concern of yours. Well, and, and it is like I'm very concerned about his television consumption. N not so much about how much he consumes. And not even so much about what he consumes. Because a lot of what he's watching is educational stuff. Like there's this thing called Storybots on Netflix. Um, that it's it's children's television. They go out. They, like they get a question from kids. Why is the sky blue? Where does what happens when we flush the toilet? And it, they like go through this really fun, funny, and they explain everything. It's like Mr. Rogers taking you to the Crayon Factory, but it's funny. You know, you know, and yeah. it's it's cartoons and it's all this other you know multimedia. They have Muppets and shit like that. It's it's a and he's learning shit. And then they, they have number blocks, which is all math shit. And all the number blocks have different characters. And it's and the kid, like, loves this shit. Like, at bedtime, he's oh, like, yeah. Daddy, will you tell me a story blocks number? Or a story blocks, or excuse me, a number blocks story. And I'm like, uh, okay. So five and three were on a date. And they went to have lunch. And they got really close. And they became eight. You know, some, sh you know, whatever the fuck. I'm, right. So that stuff's good. He, I do limit his when he does watch YouTube like of kids just playing with each other like I try and limit that like if you want to play let's go, go outside and play. and play um my concern is that he the the addiction to the screens to yeah. the iPad to the television where he'll say like daddy I'm still hungry at dinner time because we sometimes watch dinner with the TV on and we shouldn't. And I think once we get our house back in order, once the basement gets in order, like we're going to start eating yeah. in that back nook, like where the, the table is. So you can't see the TV. But I also blame COVID for a lot of this because a lot of COVID was sit that baby down in front of Sesame street because we had to work, you know, I, but the way that he does, he tries to manipulate us to like, what is he going to watch or what can he do to extend his television time? Daddy, I'm still hungry. M Mommy, can I have another dessert? Like he, you know, and when he doesn't get to watch TV, well, have you, have you considered, and I'm just going to throw this out. Cause I think it's funny. 
Um, one of the things, have you read, uh, have you read Tarantino's or any excerpts from Tarantino's book that he came out with? I haven't yet, recently? No. One of the things, uh, one of the things I heard an interview, I haven't read any of it yet. Um, it's ordered, um, for Christmas, but one of the things he talks about is that nine years old, he was seeing rated R films yeah. you know, and, and movies with shit that he just didn't understand, but right. it, it really, it really gave him, and, and it makes me laugh. It's like, if Harry is manipulating, I want to watch TV for another 30 minutes, why not throw on one flew over the cuckoo's nest? It's going to bore the sh- He's not going to want to watch it. a great but question. But if it's on and it's a good show, it's not dirty. I mean, as long as you don't get to the Billy Babbitt stuff at the end. Yeah. It, you know, but but maybe he absorbs, you know, some great stuff. I mean, films that maybe aren't kids' films that are films they don't have yeah. to, they don't have to be like rated R films. It's not like you're going to show him fucking you know, Suspiria. Well, look but, when he was when he was fuck five six months old, maybe younger. He watched the entire season of Breaking Bad with me. You know, there, so like see, he's seen and that's some what shit. I'm saying is so if it's TV at this point, especially if it's like, hey, I want to watch this, why not get on AMC Classics and show yeah. him some some old black and white movies, like stuff that that most adults these days uh are, are just like I'm I've never even by, heard of it. Yeah. Well, and maybe maybe one of two things is going to happen. Either he's going to get bored with it and stop asking for it if every time he says, "Can I have another hour of TV?" you show him TV he doesn't want to watch. Mm-hmm. Or He's going to get fascinated with like some 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 real more adult themes and storytelling that might be a really good thing for him. I, I'm just thinking out loud, literally. Yeah. No, and that's that's good thinking. And we have tried that, and what happens is he throws an ultimate fit, and it's of I don't like this. I don't want to watch. It's like we we take turns with the TV. Here, you just had your turn. You watched Storybots or you know whatever. Now it's mommy and daddy's turn, and we're going to watch One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. If you don't want to watch it, go play in the basement, go play outside, go play in your room. But this is what is on the TV right now. And he will just lose his fucking mind, which is, and we'll watch it. And he's either there or he's not. But it's like, it's a, it's a thing. So, yes... I don't know if I'll do one of flew over the cuckoo's nest, but it's like yeah, well, I know. I mean, it's just that yeah, it was just the first thing that popped up. I mean, head. like one, you like know. one example, like a perfect example is literally last night. Um, what did we watch? Oh, he wanted to. We were going to watch Christmas movies, and he picked something first. It was some frozen, like Olaf's, whatever, sure, like sure. A, you know, a twenty minute thing. Some so we watched that. Bullshit. Then it was our turn, and we picked Elf. Great fucking movie. And Harry is like, I don't like this movie. It's disgusting. It's it's hateful. It's he's just like using words that he hears and isn't using them right. But it's, and he's he's crying and he's fucking stomping his feet. He's pounding on the couch and bleh. and we're like, well then fuck right off. Go upstairs or go play in the basement. But get the fuck out of here because this is it's our turn. This is well, I don't yeah. want it to be your turn. Tough shit. Well, and it, so this went back and forth for a while. We watched the movie. He watches it. Of course he loves it. Of course he's laughing. Yeah. He's laughing at the snowball fight. He's la- he's laughing at everything. It's fucking Elf. Like, yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so, but it's like the mental gymnastics, the emotional gymnastics to get to him just watching a fucking movie that we know he's going to like, that first of all, he's seen before. He liked it last year. Yeah. That That's where the mental illness comes in because like, Every I, I hate him, then I love him, then I I'm indifferent to him, then I just kind of like him as a but like you go through all these emotions, yeah, the well, whole it's, fucking it's spectrum. A good, it's a really good thing, and that's and, and and again, and this is not a recommendation. I'm saying this strictly for myself. It is actually, I think, probably a very good thing that I didn't become a parent because I am a, I am a firm believer in in uh, in some serious punishment. You know, I'm, well, I'm not, I look at kids today and, and well, as an example, my nephew is uh, dating uh, this woman. She's a single parent. She's got a young man, young kid. She, he's, he's kind of got some, some like asthma problems. I mean, he's only, I think he's only four years old, but he's like, or no, no, I take that back. Wait. He's five, but he looks like he's three. It's not my nephew's kid. Wait, wait, your okay. nephew is five. Hang on. I, okay, I lost, my, I lost my the track ne- there. Yeah, you didn't listen to a word. My nephew is dating a woman yes. who is a single mother. Oh, and her child. Kid. Got it. Okay. Okay. 
And so his name is Gannicus. He's a, just a cute kid, but he's like my mom's puppy where he just runs rampant and yeah. there's very little discipline going on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I, and the thing about it is I'm not here to tell her how to raise her child. That's, that's not my job. Just go outside and dig a hole for him. But, but the thing is, it's like all this kid really needs. I, well, and, and, and that's the thing is the reason I compare him to my mom's puppy is when I got here, my mom and dad looked like they were heroin addicts. And that was because the dog, <laughs> the dog had bitten their fucking arms so much. Oh God. Just out of, cause he's a puppy, you know, he's yeah. just, a, I mean, he's not even yeah. old. He had bitten them so often that they were just, they looked like they were bleeding out. And so I said, okay, here's, <laughs> I did, it was just crazy. And I was like, all right, you've got to train him to not bite you or he's yeah. going to get older and he'll just continue doing it. And right. he's going to get, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. So I, the way I told mom is like, okay, you pop him on the top of the head, not on the nose. Cause that's the most sensitive part and never in anger, but you pop him and you say very sternly, no, whatever you don't want him to do, you say no. And so it's no bite. Well, the thing about it is when I say no bite, I don't have to pop him anymore. I just say no bite. And he, he gets this frustrated, this little dog gets this frustrated thing where his paw goes over his face and you can see that he's oh, frustrated. Baby. Yeah, He wants to bite me really bad, <laughs> no. but he doesn't. Fucker. And, yeah. and, you know, and he is, you know, God bless him. But I think, I think that the, the Gannicus, the little kid needs some discipline. And I think we all need some of that discipline yeah. And how you how you how you direct that out really determines. I don't think you know. It's like, do do I recommend you hit kids? No. Do I think it's sometimes necessary? Yes. <laughs> it is how you is do it. it. Is it it's more than how, often deserved? Yep. Yeah. It's it's yeah. you know it's how you administer that punishment. And and the thing about well, it is the, I the know, other side of it too yeah. is like yeah. is so like discipline. Yeah. Put up those guardrails, let them know what is bad behavior. What is unacceptable behavior? We have a lot of those conversations. And but you it's do also, that. I've, yeah. I've watched you discipline him. I've watched that happen. So it's not like I want to give anybody the impression that I think you're just sort of like, <laughs> you know, generation Z well, I don't want to hurt his parent. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is other, not what you are. I've watched the other you side discipline of it, Harry. So. The other side of it with the kid and the puppy is reward them and praise them when they do the right thing. So like, oh, I got I got yelled at when I threw a knife at, at mommy, but I got high fived and hugged and kissed and an extra dessert when I helped put the dishes in the dishwasher. Oh, okay, got it. One is good, yeah. one is bad. Okay, cool. And that's what a lot of this is. But it's like, but then the next day happens and it's the same shit. Like, why are well, you? Well, that's because their brains why? are made of fucking brains... walnuts. <laughs> exactly. They're like fucking the size of goddamn walnuts. They can't remember from one day to the fucking next. It's Jesus Christ. And I told, what did I tell Katie the other day? I was like, where the fuck were we? I was just, were we in our kitchen? I don't see. That's the thing is like my brain. I don't remember. I just don't retain information the same way anymore. But I was like, let's just go. It was something as frivolous as like, let's just let's go to a bar. Then we'll gra- then we'll grab a movie and then we'll get stoned and like walk up and down in the Michigan Avenue or whatever or Southport Corridor and go shopping or whatever the fuck it was. And she was like, uh, "David," and I was like, "Oh, that's right, we have a kid." And she's like, "Yeah, we have two of them." And I'm like, "And why did we do that again?" She's like, "I don't fucking know." <laughs> so like, that's the the weird bummer is like. We're having so much fun right now, like buying presents for the kid and Harry, we just decorated the tree and Harry was helping. And like, that is so awesome and so much fun. But we also just at the exact same time with the exact same kind of desire, we want to just get drunk and watch Bad Santa as loud as we want without having to take turns for the television. Well, do you, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm curious and I am curious about this because I know you got your, your mom and your grandma and, you know, GGD or whatever it was. And, uh, you know, I know you've got all that kind of stuff, but do you have friends that you could just say, Hey, can you take Harrison and Jake for like the next eight fucking hours? And then you and Katie can just go fucking do something. Yeah. Do you guys ever do that? Okay. Do you ever get do? Yeah. I'm um, curious. We do. do we do do that. <laughs> Doo-doo. Um, we do it mostly with, with my mom and grandma or my dad and Patty. Um, we haven't called on friends yet, but do we have friends? Like, yes, I am. We, we could call 
Nicolette, we could call Bodie, we could call Lauren Reed. Like, well, I'm any, saying. Yes, if, if their schedules and, and, so allow. But yeah. And my suggestion, yeah. and, and the reason I even mentioned that is not because it's just like, hey, get some people to unload your fucking kids on, is that kids are going to respond, they're going to learn different things and respond differently from hanging out with other adults that mm-hmm. are not related to them. Then, 100%, then they yeah. will grandma and grandpa and that kind of stuff. It's a different, that's a different vibe. It's, and and I, that is super important to me because I, like, my parents didn't, I mean, my parents had friends, but they, we weren't like super close, as kids, we weren't super close with the parents. Like my dad, my dad's best friend, Rudy, we were close with Rudy, I guess. And I, I called him Rudy. All my other parents' friends, they were Mr. and Mrs. Hall or Mr., you know, whatever. But yeah. Rudy was Rudy. Um it was a nickname because he drank a lot of root beer. But did, anyway, did, did 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 Rudy touch you? No. No, David. Rudy, stop it. No, David, stop. He's a grown man. You called Rudy. His name. Because his name was John. It wasn't even Rudy. His name. His name is Robert. Rudy. His name is Robert. Uh, he's called Rudy. Oh my God! Because he drank. Uh, it was a Boy Scout nickname. He got. I think in Boy Scouts, he drank a lot of root beer. They started calling him Rudy. R o o t i e. Okay. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Anyway. Did, did he take you in a closet, David? No, he took me to a tent. So I okay. said he was Boy Scouts, all right? No, that, no. <laughs> um, but more to the point, like, I... Growing up in... Fuck, it all comes goddamn back to summer camp. You know, having other adults that aren't your parents, that aren't related to you, that like you, not because they have to... But because they choose you. to, and you yeah. you learn from them. So my one of my counselors growing up, Jared Howe, and he married another counselor, Holly. They had they have three boys. They're all in college or graduated, like they're all adults. But watching them grow up, like their adult friends, me included, were like friends of the kids, and yeah. I, I want that for Harry and Jake. Like I want them to. If something happens to Harry and he's like, I'm in fucking trouble. I mean, I mean, I, I can't call my call dad. Rory. I you want him to call, call him Rory. Rory. I want him to call Don. I want him to call Bodie. I want him to call AJ. I want him to call, you, yeah. you know, like, I want that. I want him to, I, I want them to come over and, and Harry's like, yeah, what's up? What's up, Bodie? Like, I just, I want that because they will, like you just said, they will learn so much. They will learn different things. I, that's super, super important. And we, we try really hard to cultivate that kind okay. of. I mean, that's exactly the reason that like, I left Harry when you were visiting. I was like, Harry's, do, you guys hang out, do your thing. I'm here, but I'm not like hanging out with you guys, you know, over your shoulder. Like, hmm. Yeah, we got shit, we got shit you know, to do. Yeah. yeah. I was like, surprised you didn't have me watch because of poor Katie. Because you both have that in differing ways. But the look on her face once in a while, I was like, you could see. She just didn't even know what day it was. Oh, no. She's... And we both will look at each other like, w- yeah, what day is it? Where is up? Is it, yeah, is it down yeah. here? Is up down here now? What the? Like, speaking of directions, yesterday I took Harry for a quick spin in his Jeep around the block. And I said, all right, Harry, turn right. And he turned left. And I said, no, other way, buddy, right. Le-. This kid has known his right from his left for as long as I can remember. Yeah. Yesterday... We got into a near knockdown dragout fight about what what is left and what is right, and I'm like, in like on the sidewalk in my neighborhood of fighting with a fucking four year old, in a power wheel jeep about which is right and which is left. What the fuck is wrong with me? I'm like pulling my eyes out of my head, trying to make sense of why. See again, if uh, it were me with the jeep with the jeep, I'd say go on. Go, go where you're going to go, and I, I'll see you later. And then I'd hang back so he couldn't see that I was watching him. I'd keep watching him. But I'd just let him fucking go wherever the fuck he wanted because, I mean, you know, it's the Jonathan. You Are you a well, fan of Jonathan Haidt at all? Um, I'm not, not a that, fan of Jonathan Haidt, but I wouldn't you, say that I'm a who, fan. Do you know who he is? No. Okay, he's the guy that co-wrote the coddling of the American mind about college students uh, oh, becoming too yes, sensitive. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I know Jonathan he's also, Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah he's yeah. also yeah. started, he's Canadian sociologist, but he's also started uh, with Heterodox Academy that he started. He started a movement 
and I can't remember, honestly, it's like the free the children movement, whatever you want to fucking call it. I can't remember the specific <laughs> name. Well, I can't remember yeah. the name of it, but the, the gist of it is all this study that he's done with partners to indicate that kids have to have unstructured, unsupervised time yeah. outside in the world for yeah. them to be able to learn problem solving, for them to learn uh, a certain amount of autonomy. They have to have it for them to fully develop into functioning adults. Yeah. And, and, and it's one of the things that, and I, I, again, I don't want anybody listening to think that I think you are not doing that to a certain degree. I think it's a larger issue that I see yeah. with parents and kids. And we're talking about parenting, I mean, not my parenting. Yeah, now. yeah. exactly. And, yeah. and it's it's like, I remember when I was a kid, uh, you know, that, that literally was sort of the thing. Mom would say, go outside and play. And That's I would my go parents out, told us, yep, and we'd and be gone. And I would go out. That would be it. And maybe I, I wouldn't, I mean, pretty much the rule was when the street lights turned off, you better be, in, you better be home. And so I would be out for... All fucking day long, yeah. fucking around, getting hurt. I mean, I had a, a, an S hook go through my nutsack. I mean, I got hurt all the fucking time, but I yeah. learned from it. Yep. And there was a sense of autonomy. Now, uh, you know, to my mother's chagrin, um, it's hard to keep me home. Um, I, you know, that's like as soon as I got the opportunity to leave home, I yeah. fucking left and didn't come back until my life exploded. Right. And now all I'm, and <laughs> right. now all I'm talking, the, the thing of it is ever since Chicago is it's, it's that I've got my timeline. It's like, I'm going to get a job. I don't even, at this point, I don't even care what the job is. I just have to get a job so I can afford an apartment. So I'm not living with my parents. Well, I love It's super comfortable here. It's wonderful living, but I like. I like that autonomy. Yeah. I like being on my own. And so it's like figuring all that kind of stuff. But I think that's, it's the plus well, and, and minus of that kind of parenting is just let your kids learn to be in the world. That's, that's exactly a really right. hard thing to do. But, but it's, yeah. it was really easy for us. I mean, we, you know, I mean, we're limited in what we can and how far we can let Harry just go out in the world because he is only four and a half. And you're not that far, quite frankly, you're not that far from the fucking L. And the highway. Yes. And uh, I mean, you know, they're, they're, uh, but he's also not issues. an idiot. Like, I, no, he's you know, not. He's I a can smart kid. very comfortably, like, let him out in the backyard and forget all about him Just, and, like, yeah, whatever. Like, and there's tons of shit that could go wrong out there. He could fall, he could twist his ankle, he could fucking biff it on the concrete, on the sidewalk. He there. should, whatever. He should a lot. Sure. Yeah. It's the only way he's going to learn. But here's the thing. We, you know, we put him in daycare at 15 months as early as we possibly could because that got him out of the house, out from us and into socialization and learning new things from new adults and new people. Now he's in Chicago public schools and there is a difference well, that might already. As well, you might as well you might as well send him to Joliet to fucking do some time. I, it's I exactly mean, exactly right. That's I've done exactly it. I, right. I, I was in the. I taught for the Chicago Public Schools. I know exactly what a fucking. So shit it's show just. That is. I mean, like you know, I'm not worried about the kid. I'm not worried about. It. I'm just. And Katie keeps telling me, and I keep telling her. It depends on who, which one of us is, because we've got to a good point, where like if Katie's flipping out, You're... I have to be calm, and if I'm flipping out, Katie is calm. We usually, at least lately, anymore. Hopefully, this will sustain. We don't get annoyed at each other anymore about yeah. it. Like, why are you freaking the fuck out? Calm the fuck down, you fucking bad person. Whatever the fuck it was. Because um, we've, like, we've, like, accepted, we've settled into the idea, like, and this is what we tell each other, we've settled into the idea of this is a hard part. Kids are fucking hard. Parenting kids at this age is hard. Our brains are not ours. Katie's body is still not hers. Yeah. Um we don't know what the fuck we're doing, but we sort of do and we're figuring it. it. It's it's just fucking weird. Parenting is the weirdest thing I've ever done and I've done some weird shit. And now, we're sack of the news. Okay, here we go. Don, this one is especially for you. All right. To raise funds for trans communities, an artist has pledged to do 1,000 pansy tattoos what's it oh it's like a, you want to oh, it's like a pan no like a pansy, a pansy tattoo is like a, it's like a tattoo of, of david sedaris it, it, uh, i mean i knew what i was doing when i pulled this one out yeah you okay, opened fine. that you opened that door i had to go there it's a new project so he's gonna put them on on his body a thousand pansies tattoo artist Cedre silagi okay Wants to use sure. flowers to change lives. 
the new project, A Thousand Pansies. Which is a terror. I mean, uh, uh, A Thousand yeah, right. Pansies aims to, it's not funny, aims to raise money to support the trans community by tattooing. <laughs> Their new project, A Thousand Pansies, aims to raise money to support the trans community by tattooing 1,000 pansies. On what? On a thousand people or on one person on an ass? What? The artist who came out as queer while in high school in Texas was upset by legislation targeting trans and non-binary people and their families. In September, they decided to take action by turning to their expertise, giving people botanical tattoos. To so receive the there's tattoo. More, there's more than one there's more than one tattoo artist? I'm confused. No, they go by that's their pronouns. They and them there so, yeah. so there's like what like three of them or no just one there's just okay. one of them okay to receive the tattoo people must apply be selected by the, <laughs> the artist two the tattoo then they have to give five hundred dollars to a designated charity any additional money donated helps fund tattoos for people who want one but can't afford it the pansy has deep significance. The word pansy has historically been used as an insult to someone's masculinity, as we just exhibited. Exhibited. Go <laughs> why? It's not funny. But the LGBTQ community has began taking back the word decades ago. Well, okay, I'm curious. So well, they, you can't take back a word. I'm sorry, it just doesn't work that way. But my, I guess the only question I have, I, I'd like, okay. Pansies, that's fine. I, you know, I kind of understand. Let's let's go with this particular flower. Um, you know, I mean, sure. Um, it, I mean, it's better than if they said, you know, hey, we're gonna have uh, a thousand pussies. That would probably not fly like pansies. It's or the if same they wanted diff, to take but... the f word back, you know, if they wanted to, like a bunch of getting fags tattooed on your arm. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's like you know, and then you just have uh, you know, I don't want to get into it, Paul Lind. Anyway. Um, my question, my question is, what, what does the money go to? The money goes to you can give them so five hundred bucks goes to a charity of your choice. So yeah, so so if, what 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 does the charity do? I don't know. This it is my on the concern. Charity. See, this is yeah. my pro- see, this is my problem. Oh wait, with let the me click idea. on the link that says des- to a designated charity. Let's see. Okay, because I'm curious. Okay. what because the charities, what do they do? What? Oh, no, here is it is. Their it's purpose? this is okay. a designated charity, the Knights and Orchids Society. The Knights and Orchid Society builds the power of L- of TLGB plus okay. black people across so the South by providing okay. a so spectrum it's... of health and wellness services. Okay. It sounds great. I mean, like, look. It's all right. Healthy. Health and wellness. Well, I, yeah. all right. Health is one thing. Wellness is another. But okay. All right. You know, I, I, I don't really have a... That's fine. I probably won't get... I mean, no offense... I donate the money, but if I had money, um, uh, but I, I certainly don't want a pansy. I already have. I already have a really bad tattoo. You have a really bad maybe the tattoo. worst tattoo. Yeah, yeah. You I already have, have a really tattoo bad tattoo that's ever been tattooed that my, on any person who's ever gotten that, a tattoo. That, that that is a constant reminder of the rube that I was for two and a half years with my ex-wife. So I'm not getting another tattoo. All right. Next I think one. it's. I mean, I think it's great. Like, because I'm I'm itching to get my next tattoo and. I don't think I'm going to get a pansy, but I will. I have fully support the idea behind this kind of um, tattoo artistry. All right, your next, <laughs> your next, your next headline: Eurovision. Are you familiar with Eurovision? Uh, vaguely, like the Eurovision Battle of the Bands. So, oh, okay, the, the Eurovision, or the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it's of like it. It's like a but I, huge thing everywhere in the world right. except the United States. So, yeah. Eurovision will now let fans in non-participating countries like the United States vote. Oh, was this the uh there was a, a Will Ferrell, what is it? Will Ferrell Rachel McAdams did was it that the, yes. they did a movie? Okay, so that now <laughs> yes. so then yes, I am completely familiar with Eurovision. Okay, so you're all I caught saw up that now. Netflix yeah. yeah, I will Great. vote. I would uh, just because uh, I don't even have access, but I would totally watch that shit. Because that stuff is the most brilliant, funny, it, it takes so much talent. It is yeah. so fucking cracked in the head, and it's so much better than fucking anything you're going to find on YouTube or on TikTok with a bunch of talentless fucking morons. This is very talented morons. Man, there's nothing better than a bunch of talented morons putting on a show. That's yeah. grand. I mean, here's the only thing. 
the cost for the U.S. to vote now is we have to start using the metric system. Your next I'm headline. In. I'm fine. Your next headline. Fame and flash dance singer Irene Cara has died at 63. I read that. It made me sad. I'm not like, yeah. oh, oh no, they killed gay people in a thing. Not that kind of faux outrage or sadness, but sad in that, uh, <laughs> Jesus, in that, in that it's Irene Cara and that's a part of my upbringing and the fact that she's 63. Mm. She was a dancer, which you'd think that she was in really good shape. And, you know, that's only like, uh, that's like seven years for me. So it's like, wow. What I, anytime I hear anybody that's dying, Mm-hmm. Within five or six or seven years of me, I, I, and it, maybe it's just I'm just a narcissist. I'm just self centered. But nope. I go, fuck, man, I'm almost there. So yeah, so I yeah. Th- th- but Irene Kira, um, I used to jerk off to her. I loved her. I thought she was great in fame. She was super talented, and I haven't heard what she's been doing. Maybe she was living off her fame royalties Don, for most she, of it. She was dying. Okay. Well, I mean, she did die. That doesn't mean that she's been dying since the last time I, I saw her know. on a screen. Well, why haven't you seen more of her? Probably because she was busy dying. All right, either, that's fair. Um, what's that line from Shawshank Redemption? Uh, you, 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 you either get busy acting or you get busy dying. You, oh, I was going to go with you don't look Irish, but okay. Oh, that's... <laughs> right, so, you know... Whatever yeah. quote you want to go with. Sure. Brooks was here. All right. Uh, <laughs> a, a cruise ship passenger a cruise ship passenger was rescued by the Coast Guard after hours in Gulf waters. Which is amazing because if you if you if you and I don't know why I know this. This is one of those weird things. But uh, the the percentage of people rescued from from like uh, falling off of a cruise ship. Because <laughs> most people get drunk. Most people don't jump off a cruise ship. They get drunk and they fall off. I mean, that's yeah. pretty much the same. But if you look, I actually do know, bizarrely, I, I don't know how I know the statistics, but the percentage of people actually rescued from a cruise ship overboard is remarkably low because cruise ships are not equipped for rescue. They don't have the kind of rescue equipment available to them. Right. So usually when people fall off a cruise ship, they just die. They just yeah. they drown, you know. I mean, so it's a it's remarkable that this guy got rescued, which yeah, is kind of cool. It, it really is. Well, it wasn't a guy; it was a girl. Um, and oh, now, okay. unfortunately, she has dinner plates super glued to her hands. Next headline is Elon Musk says. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think I think we might have gone a little overboard with the dramatic pause there. I did no, I no, I'm keeping that whole dramatic pause because if you what I will say is if because we're FaceTiming when we record this and the look both of us were like, who's uh, gonna break the uh, silence first? <laughs> All right, Elon uh, Musk says Twitter will relaunch its verification program next week. You know, the, I, the f- I Number one, number one, uh, you know, I mean, and I don't want to be that guy where it's like, I don't care. But number one, who gives a fuck? Number two, (laughs) right? Um, No, number two, you know, number two, um, I've, like I said, I don't have a personal Twitter, but Literate does. So I check it out every now and again. Twitter hasn't gotten any better, any worse than it was. Um, you know, they said that there was this big statistic that the the N word had been used five hundred times more. Yeah, I, I saw haven't that. seen it. I haven't seen it once in my in, in the. You know why? Because you're not part. You're not part of the racist asshole algorithm. That's well, why. then, and 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 see the beautiful thing about Twitter, and it's one of the things I've I've said for years is if you want to do Twitter but you don't want to be offended, it it's pretty easy to tailor what you see. Yeah, it's really incredibly yeah. easy because if if you were to look at me, you would say, "Wow." The only people in the world, apparently, on Twitter are literary agents, authors, <laughs> um, you know, and theater Jer- people and movies and people. Yeah. 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 
I mean, it, and then a couple of famous people like Stephen King, Steve Martin, you know, uh, and then of course Elon Musk because he can't, you can't escape him. But it's like, Jesus Christ, what's the big fucking deal? Who cares about the verification? Is it really that big a deal? I, look, man, I. Uh, <sighs> It, it used to be. I, it, I mean, I, I, I have a Twitter account. I only use. I only go to it when somebody like sends me a link for Twitter, and then every now and again, I'll like, let's see what shit's going on in the cesspool, and I scroll through, and I'm like, I don't fucking care. It's too hard to. I don't get it. Whatever. The verification. That's that blue check mark. So if you're like, yeah, the real Donald Trump or AOC or or Stephen King or James Gandolfini or whatever the fuck you are. You know, it's to avoid like the fake ones. Irene Cara. Like, Irene Cara, sure. This is like the profession the professionals, quote unquote, on Twitter going, Yeah, this is actually Julia Louis Dreyfus, not somebody signing up and using the Julia Louis Dreyfus name. Right? Cause apparently Kathy Griffin changed her Twitter name to Elon Musk. Well that's not oh, the yeah, Elon a Musk. Whole, a whole lot that's of, non-funny a whole lot of people comedian. did that. Yeah. Yeah. A whole lot of people, you know. But the problem, as I understand it, the most base level of this verification program, it's to create a revenue stream for Twitter. So eight, if I pay eight bucks, I get the blue check mark. This is on the real David Himmel. But if anybody can just pay the eight bucks, or anybody who can pay the eight bucks can say can get a blue check mark, it takes away the importance and the meaningfulness of the blue check mark. You're not verified if you just pay it. Like if everything's special, nothing is special. If everything is verified, nothing is. You know it. That that is that is a hundred percent true. <laughs> I, like I said, like it, I said, I I've looked at enough of the Elon Musk stuff that I just I I so don't care. I, I know. mean, you know, it's. I just it's, want Twitter you know, to burn and shut down. I I think I've told this story before, but when I first heard about Twitter, this is back in two thousand eight, maybe early two thousand mid two thousand eight. My girlfriend came home. And she says, there's a, I saw a thing in the red eye. You remember the red eye, the Chicago. I do free, remember. I used to write for the red eye. Yep. Me too. I, 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 yeah. You know. And this is before I was writing for the red eye. And she said, there's this, a Twitter gathering, a Twitter meetup at some bar downtown uh, with journalists. And I'm like, okay, what's Twitter? And she's like, oh, it's this social media site. And I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, let's go. She's like, you can meet editors and other writers. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Cause I needed work, whatever. Exactly. So we go downtown and go to the bar, and I'm asking people, what what is this Twitter thing? And they're like, well, it's a social media site. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. Like like Facebook, like MySpace, like, no, it's different. You follow people. And I go, what, where, do I, where do I follow them? And I wasn't trying to be funny. This is, again, 2007, 2008. Yeah, this is before we, we had any of this. The, the vernacular was not uh, there yet. We didn't have the, the language. They're like, well, you follow them. So like, if I say that I'm... You know, uh, Don Hall is at uh, Don Hall is at the Billy Goat Tavern having a beer. Then you can follow Don Hall, and you'll know that he's at the Billy Goat Tavern having a beer, and you can like it. And I said, "But why? Why do I care that Don Hall's at the Billy Goat Tavern having a beer?" And I don't remember what their answer was because I'm pretty sure their answer was fucking ridiculous. Like, uh, d- uh, because. Because uh, it's fucking stupid. That's why. <laughs> well, also, it would not be blue chip verified because they don't serve beer at the Billy Goat Tavern. Yes. What? Billy Goat Tavern serves hamburgers, Coke, no Pepsi, chips, no fries. There's no beer. Are you? Are you fucking with I'm, me? I'm. I'm totally fucking with you. Whatever. I was that was. I was going to SNL. Okay, I know that, but you actually know that like the Billy Goat Tavern yes. is a proper bar. Dude, I used to work at Navy Pier. I walked down to Michigan okay. Avenue at least twice a month to okay. have because that a, what I yeah that, no, that showed me a minute to have a PBR. I, all right, I, well, apparently my joke was as effective as your plate joke. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's the, the the whole thing with Twitter. Like, I I want to see it burn to the ground because, <laughs> haha, fucking fuck you, Twitter. I mean, like, what's the most famous thing Twitter's done? It it ratted out the raid on Bin Laden. I mean, like, I 
guess it took a shape better than what I was experiencing in 2007. Whatever. Well, your yeah, fellow people, sure. or the billy goat, whatever. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Your last Rorschach. Uh, Americans just aren't feeling each other. I'll continue. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I have so many interpretations of what that means because I've read the studies that uh, that people aren't fucking yeah. anymore, no. and I've I've read you know, and I it's don't different. think that's it's, what you and mean. You'll actually yeah. love this. I I say this one for last because you're gonna love this shit. Americans just aren't feeling each other. This is out of Time magazine. A public oh, opinion okay. poll may seem a lousy yes. place to look for a ray of hope. After all, a Time-Harris survey conducted in the weeks before the midterm elections found that only about a quarter of Americans, 27%, said their feelings about the state of the nation are, quote, positive. And yet, asked in the same poll about their own feelings, Americans were measurably less downbeat. For every topic we asked about, more people judged it to be bumming out. More people judged it to be bumming out the country than said it was bothering them personally. So, people rate the national mood worse than their own. So, like, America's fucking bummed, brah, but me, I'm doing great. Yeah, and, and it, to me, I think I think it's an indi- indication that the, uh, that the, 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 the fourth estate is basically driven by uh, shitty news, sadness, fear, anger. And because of that, we all think everybody else is fucking fear and anger based, but yeah. most people are doing just fine. Yeah. Most people are doing just fine. Well, this speaks to something that I felt in 2020. So 2020 was a fucking rough year, right? Like yeah, the pandemic a... hit. It was, we, well, it was a... Not for my ex-wife, but for everybody else, it was pretty rough. Is <laughs> like 2020, well, though, I... I felt bad in twenty at the end of twenty twenty and the beginnings of twenty twenty one because twenty twenty was such a bad year globally, nationally. But I had a great year in twenty twenty. I got a new job that I loved. I met all these great people. The like, I was kind of thriving. It was it was great, and I felt really really bad about that. So like, if I were if I were to take that poll in twenty twenty, I'd be like, yeah, the country's fucked. Like nationally, we're fucked. Me, fucking great. I'm living this shit up fantastic so it's just it's a it's a thing we perceive the world outside is different you know it's raining it's storming outside but in my house everybody it's everybody's great. the other everybody's yeah. the other even when you want to be part of the other i guess there are six things you should do this week My first thing is a watch. Um, I was surprised at how the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special made me feel. Yeah. Because I cannot stand Chris Pratt. The Guardians have always been, those movies have always been enjoyable, but I rarely go back to watch them. They annoyed the shit out of me in Thor Love and Thunder, but... Everything annoyed the shit out of me in Thor Love and Thunder. They were pointless in that film. It was just a quick cameo funny thing, but it wasn't funny. But this movie, or this special, it's 44 minutes long. It's really great. It's it's funny. There's a there's a bit of action. It's it's touching. It's really sweet. Like I I got a little misty-eyed at certain points. That's that's the dad shit kicking in, like just feel good crap. Um, there's, it's fun to see Drax and Mantis, like, have a, have a Drax and Mantis mess around. It's fun to see Kevin Bacon being Kevin Bacon. It's fun to see them talking shit about actors. (laughs) Like, Nebula has a great line at the end, which is fucking fantastic. And there's a tie-in to the greater Mm -hmm. MCU. This is not a one-off throwaway thing. Mm -mm. And spoiler alert... Rocket gets his wish. Yes, he does. And I need to go back and figure out how the fuck that happened because I think that that connects with another television series. It, like it's just what it fun. was the best. What it fun. was one of the best fun things. Okay, my first thing. I agree with you and everything. My first thing is on Disney Plus as well and National Geographic. Bizarrely enough, 
directed by one of my favorite avant-garde fucked up directors, Darren Aronofsky. <laughs> I mean, this is this is the guy who directed. I mean, it's just Aronofsky, yeah. but it is limitless with Chris Hemsworth. Mm. And uh, and and basically, what it is, it's a national region where Chris Hemsworth, the Thor actor, is has decided that he <laughs> yeah. wants to live. He wants to live longer, so he is. He's putting himself through. First, he takes like trained professionals that walk him through and train him for these in- extreme, like these. Like the first episode is him walking out across. Uh, on the one of the tallest buildings in the world, walking across a crane that's only about a foot wide, you know, and yeah, he's but he's he's, I mean, he's harnessed fucking, in, yeah. Has has he tried yeah, standing under a freezing cold waterfall like the Chinese monks? Because well, that'll do the trick. The thing is, this the second episode is Bob's him, your uncle, baby. Him swimming in nothing but a swimsuit, two hundred and fifty yards and back in the Antarctic Ocean. Nope. Fuck you. And, and it's like, it's so, but the whole point is he's looking at, and it's like I said, if there's anything I really like about it, is it really says if we want to survive as a species, we have to put ourselves through incredibly uncomfortable situations. And, yeah. and because, because I equate physical health in some ways and a lot of ways with mental health. Oh, yeah. I think it's the same thing. I think it's I think not just you want... that equates that. It's science. No, it's it's science equates that, and yeah. it, it's sort of like it's like you've got to push yourself. You've got to put yourself in uncomfortable positions. You've got to overcome them. I think this is a really good show. I'm really enjoying it. He's really fun. He brings his friends from Australia. He brings his brothers just to kind of watch and make commentary and give him shit. Yeah. It's it's a it's a really good series. I'm really enjoying it. Limitless. With Chris Hemsworth on Disney Plus. All right, my next thing is also a watch, <clears throat> and it is on Netflix. It is the season three, and I believe the final season of Dead to Me. I agree. Starring Christina Applegate, Linda Cardellini, James uh, Marsden. Now, Katie and I have not watched this yet. So it is for I us spoil, to do as I well. Will, I will spoil nothing for you. I've watched the whole third season. We're waiting for calmer times. I think probably I like the week between no, this, Christmas and New Year's when it's like let me nothing put it to do. This way. And, yeah, this is going to make you laugh harder and it's going to make you cry harder than any it's of the such a great show. Seasons. And I got to. Well, give I it, just think Linda Cottarelli. If it, she's on my list, Cardellini, Cardellini. She's on my list of like, oh my God, she's so awesome and gorgeous. And yeah. I wish I knew her in real life. Yeah, I love her. I yeah. love her. No, she's. Yeah, she. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think she's amazing. Yeah, I just think. And she's I got to give it to Christina Applegate, who. She's. I, has, has MS. And. She does. I don't, I don't know. Diagnosed. I haven't done the research, but I don't know what kind of MS she has or how bad it is. But that shit ain't easy. Um Mm-mm. No matter how you slice it, whether you got the good kind of MS or the bad kind of MS, you got fucking MS and just awesome. Just great. Season three, dead to me. I highly recommend. I agree with you. My number two is, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special on Disney Plus. I watched it um, and it made me laugh. The thing is, I love the Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's one of the reasons... I, it's just it, Chris Pratt uh, for me. That's the only reason. I just can't see. Stand I think that Chris Pratt guy. is really good in those shows. I love Star Lord. I love him as Peter Quill. However, one of the things that he's I he's really, the reason the blip happened. I just want to say Star Lord is no, the reason. He is one of the reasons the blip. They would have happened. had it. They would have had the gauntlet. They might have had it. They, they might have would had it. However, have had it. Ah, uh, you know you can play that game all you want. Anyway, what I will say is It's not a game. These are people's lives, Don. Sure. But what I will say is, what I loved about this show is that, number one, I really love the characters. And it's one of the things, I read the comic when I was a kid. I mean, it's not that many people can say. No, there's like seven people that read Guardians of the Galaxy. And I I actually, and the reason I I read Guardians of the Galaxy, (laughs) I remember, I remember, of all things, I stole my first Guardians of the Galaxy comic book. Really? From the local Quick Trip, because I didn't have any money and I wanted to get comics. I love comic books. So I remember stealing it. And the only reason I stole it was because 
they had uh, on the front cover, it was Groot and Rocket. And I went, I want that comic. Sure. I bought the rest of them, but I, I was a big fan. I was a big fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so when the movie came out, the first movie came out, I loved it. The second movie, I loved it. Even though it's not as good as the first movie, I loved it even more because number one, it was the Guardians of the Galaxy and it was fucking Kurt Russell. Fuck you. Yeah. You're a if Kurt you Russell guy. St- yeah. If you threw, st- if you threw Stallone in there, I'm fucking in heaven. It's the, my favorite thing of all time. Maybe Kevin Costner as somebody and Stallone was in, by the way, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh too. my God. You're right. Um, That's right. Yeah, I know. So I mean, it's <laughs> like, it's that. like, they, it's like, it's like James Gunn went, what would Don Hall really love? <laughs> and he just yeah. made a movie about it. <laughs> and so I love the Guardians, but it made me laugh. It made me do that ugly Christmas cry that I do. I don't know the ugly Christmas cry. Well, it's just, it's just, I just, I'm so overwhelmed with emotion. My face screws up like a fucking fist and tears just squirt out of my eyes like a porn star that does the squirting thing. It's God really bad. damn. I'm yeah, sorry. That's the a... first thing I thought of. No, that's so, really sweet, I, Don. I highly recommend Guardians of the Galaxy for two reasons. More specifically, the opening song, because <laughs> the opening song about oh, Santa, yeah, that is the so old fucking 90s, and the old ninety sevens playing. They yeah, were great. The they were great, so and that song, yeah. that song I love, by itself I do love is where worth Star-Lord it. Says you just learned these instruments. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many great lines, and then every. Yeah. Shit on the actors is just one of the best and funniest things. It just was so funny. It was so funny, and I love it, and I highly recommend it to anybody. And I love that, like, Kira... (laughs) I can't think of Kevin Bacon's wife's name. Kira Kira Sedgwick. Kira Sedgwick. Sedgwick. Thank you. Yeah, She has, like, a phone call cameo. Two two phone call cameos. Two phone call cameos. Yeah. Yeah. I just love that, like, attention to detail that they gave... To Kevin James Bacon Gunn, as a person. Yeah. James Gunn is just such a goddamn extraordinary. The thing is, I think he's a fine director. The guy's a great writer. Yeah. God damn, does that guy know how to construct no, the writing's a story? Great. Yeah. Yeah. He just knows how to construct a story because the overarching arch, the, 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 I mean, I don't want to give the spoilers away, but the, I will say the sibling connection that you never saw, but it makes total sense. So well executed, so sweet. Yeah. And yeah. his reaction just I mean the minute he reacted I bawled. I stopped I had to stop yeah. it. I was crying so hard. It was just wonderful. So yes, my second thing is definitely The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special on Disney Plus. My question so for good. you is so do you think good. do you think his sister would let him substitute teach at her school? My third thing no, this week not a chance. is another watch. It's on Netflix. <clears throat> it's on Netflix. Well, you were getting that pansy tattoo. I come on. I feel like our our three things this our six things this week have all connected quite well. Almost like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yes. Kind of. Yes, you well well played. Bringing it back to the Irish black fellow in that movie about Brooks being somewhere. Um, our universe on Netflix, narrated by Morgan Freeman. My so it's it's just it's another one of those nature universe things, but this is it's funny because <laughs> the writing is trying so hard to be clever in how it connects the cheetah hunting a gazelle to the connection <laughs> of the big bang and all how it's all connected and yes, yeah, it's all yeah. connected, but it's like if you're really paying attention, if like you look past the the pretty things on the screen and Morgan Freeman's entrancing voice and you look at the writing of it like oh god damn it that's a fucking stretch but fine fine I'll go with it I'll but it go hurts. with it yeah. but it's a lot of fun and the visuals are super fucking cool so my suggestion to you as you watch this is eat some sh- <laughs> eat some shrooms smoke some and- dope whatever but like it's 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 really fun and if you're a, a space universe freaker, like tw- freaker, uh, freak, like sure. I am, it's at a certain, Katie and I got high the other night and watched it. And at a certain point, yeah. she was like, I can't, it's freaking me out, David. I can't watch this anymore. Cause like, you're in the fucking cosmos. Whoa. Yeah, All right. It's, it's wild, but it's well, great. And, it's great. And I, 
I think you're right that all of our things are connecting. This one, I'm going to have to make a stretch, okay? Oh, just like the writers so, of the universe. Great. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to make that stretch. Um, so, number one, this movie, like uh, this universe, um, has a black man in it. Oh, come on. And and the other actor and the other actor was in Marvel in, in in the MCU. Okay. Um, it is direct written and directed by George Miller, who directed all the Mad Max. It is on Amazon. It is called Three Thousand Years of Longing. It is Tilda Swinton as a, a, a narratologist who find who is gifted is a narratologist. Someone who studies stories, and it, 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 I loved her. I loved her. I thought it was great. I thought it was great. And she ends up getting gifted a bottle in Turkey with a gin, with a genie in it. And Idris Elba is the genie, and it is very reminiscent of Two of them of were the... in Marvel films. Well, there you go. That's true. Actually, I didn't think about that. Um, but it, it is it is such a beautiful, sweet... <laughs> Funny, interesting. I just i uh, I thought it was fantastic. God. Three thousand years of longing. I'm telling you, I love this movie. We have to I talk about. I love this movie. We have to talk about what a narratologist is. That sounds well, like the right. most fucking moth based bullshit made up. Fucking. Oh. No, they're, they're, no. The thing is, after I saw the movie, I looked it up. There, there is actually such a thing as a narratologist. It's somebody who studies mythology. And the the stories behind myths, 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 myths of all all uh, cultures. And she plays that. She's very solitary. She has no siblings. She has no parents. She has no. I mean, a lot alive. No, her husband left her for somebody else. She ends up finding this <laughs> for what this a genie. podiatrist like. What? Well, no. Well, no. For a hot young chick, and uh, and and she ends up getting this. Uh, this bottle and she unleashes the genie and the genie wants her to make three wishes, but she is perfectly oh content in her life and doesn't want to make three wishes. So he has to tell her the, the stories fuck? of how he got in the bottle. It's really good. Who fuck doesn't want you. to make three wishes? How about like, okay, I wish I'm content in my life. I wish that my best friend were content in their life. Well, well, he he makes the rules. The rules are she can't. She has to wish for her her stuff. And she can't be for him. It can't be for anybody else. Okay, fine. It's There's be ways her around stuff. that shit. It that is, is fucking ridiculous. No, it's a really All good right. movie, yeah. and they're both really exceptional. And I'll kick your ass if you don't watch it because you're just curmudgeonly about I'm, the narrative. I'm going to watch it. To I said that, yes. and all you thought of was Nestor Gomez, and you <gasps> stopped that. I was just going to say, all is Nestor Gomez a narratologist? Yes. That's all I thought you. That's oh all you thought God, of, and you got to. Let it go. Uh, Let it go. You know go. me so well. Uh, Let it go. I know who you are. Wow, that is weird. You I know knew me when I, really well. I knew when I brought this up, that's where you were going to go. I'm going to have to watch I, the movie to make sure that it is... Like Maybe I'll learn something new. I'm going to watch it with an open mind. Maybe I'll learn something new. Maybe maybe I'll discover I'm a narratologist. And that's why I haven't been writing for the ape that much, because I'm too busy studying fucking <laughs> stories. No, you don't. You don't write for the ape because you're a lazy cunt. No, because I'm a parent. I'm a narratologist parent. Uh, 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 don't you blame me? I'll call. I'll call him. him, him I'll call him T. Would you please? Maybe she can whoop my ass in the Because shade. she was like, "You can't. You can't fucking blame your child for not writing. Shame on you." What does she know? She's not a parent. Stupid. Who MP. cares? <laughs> <laughs> one of the most respected people that I, or I know. one of the people All I right, respect so that, the most, and that is that is episode two sixty in stupid MT. Oh. That's how we end the show. Is oh. so MT. I hope you heard that, and I hope you bring him. I think I hope you bring a, a brick bat <laughs> to his house and whack him right. Please in the pee-pee. do, please do. My peepee needs a good whacking. You can listen to the Literate Apecast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. What the fuck?